You're listening to Mortgage 101, your guide to home ownership with Clinton Wilkins and myself, Todd Vino. We have lots and lots to talk about today, Clinton Wilkins. Wouldn't you say that uh, mortgage rates, uh, this is this is top of mind, obviously, right? Oh, it's top of mind. It's so wild. Since we were in, even were here last time, yep. uh, so much has changed. Yeah. So much has changed. Yeah, nobody would have entered. Well, we didn't. We were told that the uh, the Bank of Canada told basically said they weren't going to do another interest rate hike. That was what the message was, it not? Uh, that was the messaging, and then uh, some economists obviously leading up to this last announcement. There was one kind of school of thought that uh, there was not going to be any changes. They were right. going to hold the course. Yeah. Then there were another school of thought that you know what, there's room for another 25 basis points worth of increase. And ding, ding, ding. Yeah. This week. Yeah, twenty five more basis points were added on the key overnight rate, which which brought the bank prime rate to six point nine five. So, um, people are feeling it. Yep, I can tell you that uh, Equifax and TransUnion has now put out some messaging that they're starting to see cracks in the Canadian credit profile. Uh-oh. Canadians are starting to miss their loan payments, not necessarily maybe mortgage payments. So let's mm-hmm. not like say the sky's falling. But you know we're starting to see some signs of distress. But it would start with the with loan missing loan payments, other payments, right? Mortgage generally would be the first thing people would pay. Yeah, Canadians make their mortgage payments usually yeah. by and large. They make their mortgage payments, right. so that's usually the last thing that kind of goes. Usually, the first thing is you know maybe a credit card, or maybe if they're not, they, maybe they don't worry about other things like. Uh, some toys and stuff that they might have financed. Student loan, perhaps. Student student loans are probably the first thing people don't pay. They're the first thing that people call up and say, hey, I want to go on deferral. Um, And let me tell you, the first thing that messes up people's credit bureaus is the student loans. Student loans and cell phones, Mm -hmm. literally the two worst things I ever see. So since this all started, and I can't remember when these interest rates started to climb. A little bit over a year ago. A little over a year ago. We went from what to what? Let's just have a little history lesson on, on where we've come. So the prime rate was basically almost at zero. Almost or the key zero. overnight rate yeah. was almost at zero. And it was for quite a while. Too, yeah, right? it was. And yeah. then obviously the bank prime rate is higher than the key overnight rate. Yeah. And it's continued to increase. And now it's 6.95. So we're at the highest place that we've been in twenty over 22 years. Wow. Wow. Since Just 2001, wow. we are at the highest point. Yeah. And some economists think that there's room to move more. I think there might be rides at some point. Is that right? I think that you know, homeowners are feeling the pinch, and I understand what the federal government is doing, and I understand what the Bank of Canada is doing, but with them increasing the key overnight rate, mm-hmm. they are increasing inflation, Todd. Yeah. So when they're looking at their CPI, so you know, key, key yep. performance indicator of the basically the inflation mm-hmm. or cost analysis, you know. Uh, they need to look at a different number than the CPI. They think they need to remove the housing inflation and look at the other things that are impacting inflation. And, you know, I think there's a little bit of misweight here. Certainly, they were trying to slow the real estate market. Right. You know, that's really worked by increasing the rates because it's not just been the, the Q overnight rate that's increased. The fixed rates certainly have increased a lot as well. Mm-hmm. And... There's something coming here for homeowners. So if you own a home, I think you should obviously continue to listen to our show here. Yeah. Um, but if you're an existing homeowner, something is around the corner for you. The big bad rate wolf is going to get you. And, you know, it's going to blow and it's going to blow and it's going to yeah. blow your house down in some yeah. cases. And there are some consumers that are living in this false sense of security with very low fixed rates. And, you know, we dog on people that are in a variable, you know, their rates have gone up. Some people are in a variable for a reason because, mm-hmm. you know, they think that maybe it's going to go down. Maybe they're waiting for the rates to go down then to convert it into a fixed, or maybe they know they're going to break their mortgage early and the variable will have the lowest penalty. 
But those people that are in a fixed rate say, you know what, I'm good, I'm in a fix. Rates will be lower when I'm trying to renew. Well, guess what? There are so many renewals coming up in the next two years, mm -hmm. it would blow your actual mind. More than 50% yeah. of Canadians have their mortgage renewed in the next two years. And what would they generally have for a, for a rate at this point? Some what? of these mortgages that are coming up for renewal are obviously sub 3%, and we're going to start seeing mortgages coming up for renewal that are sub 2%. Wow. So wow. in some cases, pretty much every mortgage now today, some are still in the fours, but majority of mortgages starting, and I think by the time our show is on here on Saturday and Sunday, mm -hmm. yep. Mortgage rates in Canada will start with a five, and some will start in a six and going up to like almost seven. Okay, so you're going from a two, uh, two and a half, whatever percent, to a five to a six. So what does that mean uh, for, and obviously this all depends on how much the mortgage is and the amortization is, but can you kind of paint the picture as to what this might mean for the average person? Okay, so the first misconception is your mortgage payment is not doubling. So let's just take a breath there right. for a minute. Why was that a misconception? Because I think some people think if your interest rate doubles, your mortgage payment doubles. It doesn't. Mm -hmm. Your interest borrowing cost will double, but you need to rem remember that your mortgage is made up of an interest and a principal payment. Right. So your, your mortgage payment is not doubling. Yes, it will go up significantly, but your mortgage payment is not going to double. So I think that's the first thing that we need to like not worry about. Okay. But if you're going from a rate at like 2% to 6%, it is going to have a significant impact, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And you can just renew, but your amortization is going to stay in line and you're going to feel a big payment shock when that happens. And I have clients that are basically, I don't know what it would call, like what is it when you stick your head in the sand? An ostrich. They're ostriching. That's what they're doing. They're <laughs> ostriching and they're just waiting and waiting and waiting until the renewal. I have so many clients that have renewals in the next four weeks that were just frantically trying to get their refinances done or their transfers done from a, one institution to another because they waited and they waited and they waited. Right. Get an approval at 120 days, guys. If I had an approval three months ago, they would have had a rate at a lower rate. Rates went up this week. Rates are going up tonight. They went up yesterday. Every day, we're basically seeing rate changes. So once you get that approval that's locked in for three months? Four months, 120 four, days. Four months, okay. And we start calling our clients six months out, right. you know what I mean? Then yeah. four months out, then three months out. And we're really getting on people, but people are scared yeah. and they're ostriching, we'll call it, sticking their head in the sand and hoping that the rates are going down. And in many cases for customers that I talked to even this week, they are paying a higher rate because they waited. And I have clients that are dealing with the big five and they're like, oh, wait, I'm not going to take that rate and the rate expires. Oh, I'm not going to take that rate. The rate expires. And then it gets to really like crunch time. You're less than 30 days out. Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, I guess I should have taken that, that, that rate from three months ago. You really need to ask the questions and just don't take what you're given. And, you know, sometimes you, you can't do better and sometimes you can, but at least ask. And you know what? I have people that reach out, even they just send me a quick email where they do a little form fill on our website. Even our listeners reach out to be like, hey, Clinton, yeah. I was offered this for my lender. Do you think this is a good deal or not? And yeah. I'll give them my two cents worth. Right. Yes, I love to do business with people but I love just giving the advice. Okay, so the fundamental reason for those who don't know what the purpose of all these interest rate changes is and why that's necessary, and, and just a little tutorial, if you will, on why the Bank of Canada feels this is necessary mm -hmm. to raise interest rates. I think the, the, the one reason, and I'll just caveat this, the Bank of Canada has gotten this right 0% of the time. We've said this before. <laughs> the, the governor of the Bank of Canada said that the rates were going to be low for the future foreseeable future they are not no they're obviously much higher than they yeah. ha obviously have been so we'll just leave that there 
the Bank of Canada left the rates low for too long. Then inflation started going up. And inflation was like a runaway train. It left the station and they couldn't slow it down. So then they start increasing the key overnight rate to encourage Canadians to stop spending their money. But guess what? They told us to stay home for two years and we saved all our money. Then we were able to go out and about and we have all of this capital ready to go. So we start buying things. We start buying homes. We start buying material goods. We start traveling more. We start buying more fuel and food. And guess what? There's a lack of supply, which then drives up the price. Then there's some supply chain issues and inflation becomes a runaway train. Increase the key overnight rate. People have less money in their pockets. They don't really care. They have all this extra money. They can afford to pay a higher payment. So essentially what the Bank of Canada has really tried to do is deplete the savings of Canadians and force them to stop spending on consumer goods, which is starting to work. Obviously, if Equifax and TransUnion say people are starting to miss their loan payments, people are starting to run low on cash. Mm -hmm. But that means that we are at all-time high in terms of consumer debts. During the pandemic, Canadians were very good. We paid down our bills. Right. But now, the amount that we owe is significantly more than pre-pandemic in terms of uh, credit card debts and lines of credit and stuff like that. So the consumer debt has increased. What needs to happen is the Bank of Canada wants to bring inflation down to the 2% mark. And that's going to take some hard work. Yep. And it's not just hard work of higher rates, but we need to stop spending. Yeah. Okay, what else you want to talk about? We're going to talk about the real estate market. We're at the end of spring going into summer. What summer going to look like here? Mm-hmm. And, you know, how is this spring different than last spring? Okay. Clinton Wilkinson, myself, Todd Vino, Mortgage 101, your guide to home ownership. We'll be right back. If you've liked what you've heard and you want to learn more, feel free to visit us online at teamclinton.ca.